You think you know me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, welcome to the Kings of the Rings podcast, where we talk all professional wrestling. We'll talk WWE, NXT, TNA, and all the independent wrestling your little hearts can handle. This is a wrestling podcast for real wrestling fans. We are the Kings of the Rings podcast. I'm Will Tarashuk, and I'm joined every week by my man, my main man, Christian McLaughlin. Together, we form the Kings of the Rings, where we make wrestling real. You name a ring, and we will sure as hell become the king. It's time! Oh, it's time! It's Kings of the Rings! Time! Welcome everyone to the fifth episode of the Kings of the Rings podcast. I'm your host, I'm your founder, proprietor, master behind the madness. I am Will Tarashuk, your host for the Kings of the Rings podcast. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, that's at Will Tarashuk, T's and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. I tweet enough. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook. Twitter. That's at K-O-T-R underscore podcast. We live tweet main events. Uh, we live tweet uh, pay-per-views, Raw, whatever I watch it, NXT, whatever we find interesting news, reviews, clues, you got it at the Twitter, at the podcast. You also go to the website. That's kingsofthewings.org. I design this thing. The final one is finally up. It's growing. Whenever I have the time to actually write stuff, I will do that. But right now, I am riding solo this week because Christian, my man C-Mac, capital T, Christian McLaughlin, is up at UMass Amherst, partying up like every college kid should. So Christian, for that, give yourself a week off. You've been doing a good job. I will ride solo. we got a big show tonight. A lot of going on in the WWE, of course. We have the Brock Lesnar walking out. Facts coming up on what the plan was, why he walked out from a credible source, a.k.a. the Steel Cage Podcast. No one else I trust more than those guys, so shout out to them. If you don't like, if you don't follow them, you should. Um, we also had the Bill DeMont scandal, what he did, what he didn't do, Rey Mysterio, WrestleMania picture, Randy Orton, the fantastic show on Raw. We are on the road to WrestleMania, and no one better to listen to than me talk for about 45 minutes to an hour about WrestleMania, about wrestling, about the dirt sheets, NXT, and everything in between. Because this is the Kings of the Rings podcast. I'm Willie T. I'm your host. You know it. You love it. We got it. Coming up, Kings of the Rings. All right. Like I said, I am alone this week, but I am still going to do what I love to do, and I think I'm going to do it even better, because I don't have that C-Mac distraction in my corner. Just kidding, Christian. You can listen to this eventually. You do a great job, so let's just get into it. We had a big week of wrestling, but before I get into that, I just want to break down what happened last week. Last week was very frustrating. If you listen to the previous episode, you'll know we had to cut out early because of technical difficulties. I've been struggling with Audition and it just keeps crashing them. I don't know if it's my laptop. I don't know if it's my internet. I don't know if it's because I'm just trying to run Skype and Audition and iTunes all at the same time. But right now it seems to be doing good. So I'm just going to see how this goes. I um, recorded about 40 minutes. And it only saved about half of it. You know, a normal show goes about an hour. But with technical difficulties, we had to cut it back. And me and, me and Christian, we recorded it twice. And it just went down the tubes. But... As any man should, you don't look back, you always move forward. So, just to start it off, it's been going around that Brock Lesnar walked out 
on Vince McMahon, but no one really knows why. Um, there was rumors going around, but I listen to podcasts, I read around, and according to SteelCage.com, this guy is a very good source. He has guys in the WWE who tell him everything, and the idea was that Brock Lesnar did not agree with the booking, and um, he was very upset, so he just said, screw it, he took, he took his ball and he left. He did not leave early, he does not have his own jet. Uh, he left the next day on the WWE jet and just went home. Vince McMahon was not happy, obviously, but the original plan was, because Daniel Bryan has so much momentum, they were going to give him a second chance to be in the main event and have it be a triple threat. Um, Lesnar was going to come out in the or Daniel Bryan was, or Lesnar was going to come out in the opening segment. Daniel Bryan slash Lesnar was going to come and interrupt. They were going to set up a match on Raw for the main event. If Bryan went, defeated Lesnar... He would be in the main event at WrestleMania. That was the plan. Obviously, it did not happen. Um, Lesnar did not want that. This is not confirmed, but this is a very credible source at the Steel Cage that I trust, so I figured I might as well share it and give my thoughts. Lesnar did not want to be in a match on Raw because he thought Daniel Bryan should be a pay-per-view match. They should have a feud at a pay-per-view because it draws money. And you can't knock Lesnar for that. You got to give the guy credit. He didn't want to be put in a booking situation where he didn't just want to do it. So props to him for standing up. Now, was Bryan going to go over? That wasn't entirely the plan because the plan was because Sheamus has been teased coming back again and again and again the plan was to have Sheamus come in interfere screw Brian it would be Sheamus versus Brian at Wrestlemania now that might not even happen if this actually happened on Raw I'm not so sure how it would have went over so maybe it's for the best maybe not but that's the story with Lesnar he just didn't want to be in a situation that just didn't make sense. And as awesome it would have been to see Lesnar on Raw, I've been begging for him to be in a match on Raw since he came back. I did not know he was going to be a part-timer. So when he first came back, I was very excited just to see him fight a few times a year. It just didn't, just didn't do it for me. So I, I like Lesnar. He grew on me. What he's doing is fine. But to see him on Raw now... It just really doesn't make sense and not something I would really want to see. And I think Christian would feel the same way. I think Christian would completely debunk this and call it stupid. But Christian, this is a credible source, as I've said before. So moving on, I want, before we get into Raw, I want to break down more news. Obviously this week, Bill DeMont has been in the news. And just today, he announced that he is resigning from um, developmental. He said it was not related to the um, accusations. He denies them, but he said just to make things easier, he's going to step away. Now, regardless of if they're true, I mean, he's a trainer. He tries to get the guys in the mindset ready for the main roster, but did, did he cross the line? I could see him crossing the line. He looks like a very intimidating guy, and every time I'm in a performance center on WWE 2K15, he's yelling at me for no reason, and I'm very upset about it. Because he just, he just comes off like an asshole. So, the fact that he stepped down, I don't know if this really makes a big deal. I don't know how it's going to hurt the wrestlers in developmental. Because I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know how good of a trainer he is. WWE clearly likes him because he was there for so long. But he's has a track history of causing problems. So, but he's gone. So, Will the NXT talent, I mean, they have guys coming in who are good already, so I don't think it'll be a huge deal, but let's be honest, I mean, he did it, he's, he, all those slurs, all the profanity, whatever, they're probably true, I mean, backed, backed up or not, it's kind of just like, wrestlers can put up with it, I think they should put up with it, should they have to put up with gay slurs or something that's clearly offensive to them, no, but... I mean, they're just trying to get you mentally prepared because it's a, wrestling is a very tough business. So, Bill DeMont, good luck in your future endeavors when you listen to this because I know you listen to it because everybody loves Kings of the Rings podcast. I forgot to mention in the intro, you can find us on Twitter at KOTR underscore podcast. Me and Christian are constantly, well, not constantly, but we're tweeting whenever we can. Very busy schedules. I am obviously in Baltimore right now for the NCAA tournaments for Hofstra. I play drums in the pep band, so I will be there tomorrow, but I still have time to record. 
You have, if you're pissed at me for not being in New York, you can catch me on Facebook at Will Tarashuk. It's T's and Thomas A R A S H U K. Always on Twitter. I'm tweeting like a I'm tweeting like a madman because I love it. I love what I do. I'm love what I'm doing. I'm loving this podcast with the frustrations at all. So let's move on. We have in other news, um, SummerSlam is officially been announced for the Barclays Center. I mean, they they obviously said it was going to be in New York at last SummerSlam. And for the first time in eight years, it's going to be leaving L.A. But the Barclays Center, it just doesn't have that same feel as the Staples Center. The Staples Center, it's huge. It's L.A. SummerSlam is their second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Now, they have a, WWE has a track record of being in Shea Stadium. I would have loved to see them at City Field. City Field teased it, saying they might be there, but that's obviously now not true because they announced it for the Barclays Center August 23rd, I believe. And if I'm in New York, if I'm not home in Boston, I might try and go there because I've always wanted to go to a SummerSlam because a lot of good things happen at SummerSlam. So either way, this building's going to sell out. It's going to be a good show. No matter who has the title, no matter what's going on. But, so that's that. I just really wanted to say that, um, just mention it. And it's something interesting, because WWE could have had a really good show at City Field. They could have, if they booked it right, sold it out, and just done a really, really good job. Now, obviously it's not going to happen, and that's okay, because SummerSlam is still going to be a really good show. And I'm still excited. So, I have, moving on, I have a little track record of liking Rey Mysterio. I'm probably one of the few people who actually actually enjoy Rey Mysterio's in-ring work from WCW to WWE. The guy gets a lot of slack, but he has officially been released by WWE. He was under contract, but obviously he wasn't doing anything. He was in talks with AAA. He did like an event a few months ago with um, Del Rio and Del Patron, as he's known now. He's officially been released by WWE and officially signed by AAA. Now, if Mysterio can still go, good for him. He is doing an interview somewhere. Um, His knees are about as bad as a grandmother's. And let's just, I don't know how much long he has in his career. But Mysterio, I'm still a fan. I still like your in-ring work. You still blow my mind on multiple occasions. You are another reason, along with Chuck effing Palumbo, that I got into wrestling and stayed into wrestling. So when I got into wrestling, you were feuding with Edge, and I was wanting you to win that title so bad. And every time you got close to it, you just got screwed. And I don't think the back end of your career in WWE was what it should have been. You had your moment, but you shouldn't have had it. But obviously, because of the passing of Eddie Guerrero, you got it. But, I don't know. WCW and WWE just didn't treat you right. You will go down as a very good wrestler and a benchmark for all Lucha Libre. Christian, I know you're not going to like that, but I'm saying it anyway. Because you're not here. So, I'm, I'm a Ray Mysterio guy. I like the guy. I like what he does. And I wish him the best of luck in AAA. I hope he can stay healthy and still put on a good show. So we can move on to Raw. Um, Raw has been a good show. Monday night was the best they had in recent memory. Um, from the opening segment to the last segment with Roman Reigns has been stepping up. Paul Heyman delivered a vicious promo. He was just getting angry. You can tell it was real anger. Real anger. It felt like a very real promo. And Paul Heyman is single-handedly carrying this feud with Roman Reigns. Now, he is not on the mic as much, which he should not be, but he is backing it up in-ring. His in-ring is getting better. Him taking out the authority after the main event. After losing, first of all, I will get to the main event eventually, but he's been stepping it up. But the main thing I want to talk about right now is Randy Orton. What happened to Randy Orton? The guy had so much momentum back in October, feuding with the authority. The face turn was coming. Everyone knew it, but unfortunately, he had to take some time off to go film a movie. Now, that happens in WWE. And when you come back, it's he got a big pop at Fastlane. But the next night on Raw, his momentum just completely died. It is gone. They ruined this character. They ruined what they're doing with him. But it's almost like WWE is still unsure 
of what they want to do with them because they are. Another thing I forgot to mention in the beginning with that Daniel Bryan match is that WWE is still unsure what they want for their main event at WrestleMania. Right now, it's penciled in. It's 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 penciled in to be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, but the ink is not dry. I realize a pen and pencil are two different things, but I went with it. The ink is not dry. What they could do and what they're still thinking about doing, again, this is from the steelcage.com, is that they were thinking, because they teased it so many times with Seth Rollins with his money in the bank, they might um, have Rollins cash in beforehand and be in a triple threat at the main event. And since Orton would be dead in the water and he never got a rematch for the title he lost, he never got a rematch, they might put him in and make it a fatal four-way at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and the Viper Randy Orton. Now this just sounds like a terrible, terrible idea. The match should be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. At the end of the day, it will be Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, but WWE is just unsure of what they want and what they're doing because, I mean, if you watch the Fastlane main events, you clearly saw that Daniel Bryan carried that match. He carried Roman Reigns, made him look good, but it's not going to be that way at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns can't carry a match by himself, and Brock Lesnar isn't the type of technical wrestler to do it either. So what, what Vince McMahon is worried about is having another Brock Lesnar versus Goldust. I mean, Goldust, not Goldust, Goldust, Goldberg, I mean Goldberg, he he doesn't want another main event like that where just the two guys just can't go and can't work with each other. Now, Seth Rollins is probably next to Daniel Bryan as the top in-ring worker in the company today, minus NXT, because what they do is amazing. So he wants that main event to be good, but honestly... What I would do, I would still keep it Reigns Lesnar just for the fact of the story. The story makes the most sense with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. He had Brock Lesnar beat the beat the Undertaker streak, build him up as the superhuman beast that he is, and to put him in a fatal four-way, this doesn't really make sense. Because if you want to build the next top superstar, which they're gonna do with Roman Reigns, you gotta have the one beat the one behind twenty-one and one. It has to be one-on-one. You have to hit him with that spear, and you gotta pin him for the one, two, three. And it has to be clean. This has been planned by Vince McMahon in WWE since the last WrestleMania. It's just to go back on your plan now. It would just be silly. It's something you cannot do at this stage. You've gone too far and put too much time and investment in Roman Reigns to do that. So, at the end of the day, it has to be one-on-one. And you might have to sacrifice some in-ring work. Because especially if you put that fatal four-way, you're going to take away from the rest of the card. Because Orton versus Rollins will has the potential to steal the show at WrestleMania. Those two guys can go. You give them 25, 30 minutes, they will steal the show, and that that Levi Stadium will be going nuts for what they see. Because RKO's and curb stomps is everywhere. I am so excited for this match, but Orton's momentum right now is dead. I mean, the crowd doesn't really care when he comes out. He gets this pop, but it's not the pop he should be getting. you Bring him back. You RKO Seth Rollins right out of the bat. The crowd goes nuts. You have him feuding with the authority for a few weeks, a few beatdowns. You have him at the go-home show. You have him do it Roman Reigns. So just take them all out. Go nuts. And you still put Rollins over at WrestleMania. This booking is simple. But WWE is scared because they don't want to make past mistakes. And they're still 100% not confident in Roman Reigns. Which they shouldn't be. I mean, the guy still has his flaws. He's getting better in the ring. He's getting a lot better on the mic. He just needs to work on his selling. The guy no-sells like a motherfucker. He just needs to work on it. Roman Reigns has the potential to be the next guy. And he's getting this smarky attitude that I love. He's just doing a lot of great work. I doubted Roman Reigns, but since the Royal Rumble, post-Rumble Roman Reigns is the Roman Reigns I wanted to see since the breakup of the Shield. I still think he needs to lose the music, get a new entrance theme, stop coming from the crowd, leave the Shield gimmick behind, become your own man before we start hearing die Roman die chants. 
Now, if WWE wants to turn him heel, I think that'll work too. Because he's this cockiness and this whole storyline of saying, screw the crowd, um, that'll work, that can work. And what Roman Reigns has a bright future. He just needs to be booked properly. And WWE needs to stick with their plan because they've been long, long-term long booking this WrestleMania since November with multiple storylines, including Rollins and Orton. And if you back out of that now, you're going to take away so much more from the card and trying to stack the main event. The main event is not what WrestleMania is all about. It's huge for sure. But a good WrestleMania is a good card top to bottom. And that just, that's just what it needs to be. And right now, this WrestleMania, with what's going on, they had so much potential, but they seem to be losing it. Um, you see the same thing with Daniel Bryan. I mean, he's kind of stuck in the water because now Sheamus still isn't here with three weeks left. The match can be assumed that's going to be him and Sheamus, but we got all this mumbo-jumbo going on with the IC title. Now, what they're doing with the title, I love it. It's the most entertaining part of Raw. Our truth our fucking truth is doing incredibly good work. He's been great on the mic. Commentary at first I wasn't a huge fan, but I actually watched rewatched SmackDown. I actually rewatched Smack I haven't watched a SmackDown in forever. But I heard he was so good and stole the show. I went back and watched it and he did. He's great on the mic. Two title changes in one SmackDown. I mean, it's great. Just bring back little Jimmy and our truth is back. I know our little Jimmy little Jimmy got a lot of smack, but I was a fan when our truth got his little push. I was a fan of heel truth. And the guys surprised me. So touche to you, our truth, touche to your career for coming back and you have potential. I'm t- look at me. I'm talking to him like he's right next to me. Did the same thing with Mysterio you. Truth, you have you have potential to put on a good be a part of this match and do a good job. And honestly, you won me over and I think he deserves it. With Daniel Bryan, it looks like he is wedged into this IC title picture, which he might be a Above it. No, screw that. He is above it. Daniel Bryan is better than the IC title. But if he wins it, that belt will be so over. It'll be more over than the World Heavyweight Championship, which is a problem. You don't want that. You do not want Daniel Bryan holding your title. It gives that title too much prestige, and too much prestige is bad because it's not the number one title in the company. And if Christian was here, he'd probably be chewing my ear off and telling me I'm an idiot and telling me I'm wrong. But he's not here because this is a Willie T solo show. And you can find all of our information on Twitter, on Facebook, as I am just stalling for time while I try and get my points together because doing a solo show is harder than I thought it would be because I'm just talking. I don't really have time to breathe. I'm kind of stalling. That's okay because Luke Harper is in this IC title match. He's been walking around with it. And Luke Harper, I hope you climb the ladder to success and grab that belt and carry it over your shoulder like a badass. Because Luke Harper, you are my guy. Beard, discus clothesline and all. Go to the top, Luke Harper. God damn it, I wish I could meet you and shake your hand. Because I am your biggest fan. With that being said... We can continue with the IC title. Right now, it's confirmed that obviously Wade Barrett, and the fact that Wade Barrett's being buried by WWE right now isn't really bothering me. His momentum died when he got hurt. Thanks, Jack Swagger. I hope you never work in his company again. So, he's he's dead in the water. After He's no way he's retaining. And this, this whole hot potato with the belt, I, I just love it. I could watch it for th- I could watch I could watch it for three more weeks until WrestleMania. I hope they keep doing it. Ziggler's had it. Truth had it twice. And truth, back to truth, he has it and he just gives it away. It's brilliant. This guy is. I can't believe it. I am honest to God, starstruck by our truth right now. Our freaking truth came out of nowhere, picked up the win over Barrett, and now he's just in his title picture, and he's taking advantage of opportunity, because he still has the skills on the mic to do what he does, and he's doing it well. Ziggler obviously is going to put on a great match. If Brian is in his match, which I really hope he's not, he's going to be good. My pick for this match, and I think he needs it the most, is Dean Ambrose. 
this guy needs to climb the ladder, grab the title, and pull it down. Luke Harper, I know I want you to, I know I love you and want you to win it, but it just doesn't, it's not the right time, it's not the right place. This belt needs Ambrose more than Ambrose needs the belt. I hope Brian's not in it. I hope he's in that match with Sheamus just because he's above it. It's going to be dumb, but, I mean, better luck next year, unfortunately. Ambrose, um, maybe a heel turn by Ziggler. I still want to see Ziggler and Ambrose at the top of the ladder fighting for it because these two can both go in the ring. Ziggler is a very good in-ring worker. Ambrose puts on a good show. The lunatic aspect is really helping him out the whole mixture of like Brian Pillman and Stone Cold and just so many guys from the Attitude Era is working for him and he's doing it so well. If Ziggler wants to turn heel for it, if Ambrose wants to turn heel for it, either or, these two will be a very good feud for the belt. Even Luke Harper, for a big man he can go, he can put on a good match and after this, WrestleMania, whatever the IC belt holds, I'm very excited and I can't wait just to that post, post-WrestleMania Raw where the IC title is holding it up and just moves on and this belt needs to be where it is. So moving on from that, I've talked about that enough, but another match WWE is still struggling on and not sure if they're going to pull a trigger is the Dust Brothers. Um, Stardust might be involved in this IC title picture and... And when I watched SmackDown, he attacked it and grabbed the belt and climbed the ladder or whatever he did. Why? He's tweeting about it. Goldust is tweeting about it. And it looks like those two might be involved in a ladder match where they don't need to be. They have their own program. It's going to be great. It's. Do you really want Goldust's last match to be like an eight-man ladder match with the career he's had? With the... With the WWE just needs... To stick with the plan. They keep changing and rewriting. And the booking just isn't smart. These two can put on a show. They will make the cards so much better. You don't need to cram as many guys as possible into this match. Now, if you don't want to do the Miz, Mizdow one-on-one. If you want to wait for that, that's fine. Have Mizdow win the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial which I will also talk about that, my new thoughts on that. But I always want to get back to Goldust and Stardust. Have them be, I want, I talked about this last week in the second half of the show that never existed. Apologies again. I want Goldust and Stardust in the ring. Dusty Rhodes, the special guest referee, if he's up to it, if he can do it. Goldust and Stardust just beat the living hell out of each other. Eventually, you see the paint come off. You see Stardust's paint come off. Just throughout the match, you have him rip off like a sleeve, the top shirt, and then he becomes Cody again. Goldust finishes the story, gets the job done, and Goldust be- makes his brother come back. And the three of them rejoice. They have a WrestleMania moment, and all three of them is holding up their arms. Now that's just fancy booking. That's a dream. I don't think even if the two if the two went one on one, it would happen. But it would be a hell of a moment. And one. The three of them would love and just cherish, and it would go down as a great moment. Goldust goes away, goes back backstage, does what he does behind the scenes. We have Cody Rhodes again, because everything Cody Rhodes does, he turns to gold. The mask figure was great. Dashing was a little lame, but he made it work. Even Legacy, he did a great job in Legacy, and he's owned the Stardust. When he goes, it kind of creeps the hell out of me. And at first, I was very skeptical about Stardust, but he's made it work. It's been very good. And Cody Rhodes, I always wanted him to get a push. Eventually, me and Christian are going to do the best of the rest, where mid-carders, the best mid-carder who should have got to the top, who never quite made it. And Cody Rhodes is very close to the top of that list. Now, obviously, the guy is still young. He can still make it up there, but he's been a very good intercontinental champion, tag team champion. He just has not... If the World Heavyweight Championship was still around, I think he would deserve it. Absolutely. He's not World WWE World Heavyweight Championship material because he's not ready for it. And honestly, in his career, I don't think he's going to get it. But give him this moment. Give him Goldust. Make him Cody again. Because Stardust is great, but once Goldust is gone, 
It's just, I think it's going to become stale, and eventually he's just not going to care. The crowd's just not going to care, because it's not going to go anywhere. Long term, this isn't going to go anywhere. If you bring him back to Cody Rhodes, redemption, have him be a face again, it'll work. and It'll be great. Now, I understand, moving on to Miz and Miz Dow. What they did on Raw is the... I'm not going to lie, this had me laughing. WWE really did a boner commercial with Miz and Miz Dow. And it was great, because it, it carried over from SmackDown, too. I don't think SmackDown's been this relevant in at least five or six years. Storylines from SmackDown carried over to Raw. It's usually the other way around, sort of. But this commercial, I watched it back two or three times. It was great. Miz Dow killed it. Miz is owning this heel role. I have been talking about it on this podcast multiple times. Miz is doing the best mic work of his career. He is owning this character. And after after him and Miz Dow break up, I don't know what's going to happen to him. What can happen to him? His story is kind of dead. Miz Dow can hopefully rise to the top. But if these two don't have the WrestleMania, well, they're going to have a all-WrestleMania moment. It's going to be in the Andre Giant, Giant Battle Memorial Battle Royal. I'll try saying that five times fast. I'm doing a solo show. Give me a break. Anyway, um, the one-on-one match isn't going to happen, which is fine. I mean, you don't need two tag team matches. I mean, two tag teams breaking up on the same card. Um, and the card's big enough as it is because WWE has so many storylines for once. They don't know what to do with all of them. So they're going to hold it off for Extreme Rules. Give them a good match. It's probably going to be a stupid gimmick match. It'll work. Because Ms. Dow is great. Let's talk about taking advantage of opportunity. Ms. Dow. Unsung hero of the past year. He's just taking, his, taking the ball and running with it. So in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, what I think is going to happen is... I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I think that's a good thing because Ms. Dow... I thought Ms. Dow was going to win it last week. But... Now, with because they don't know what Daniel Bryan in the title picture, it might be Sheamus. They might give him a, another stale babyface run. Ugh. If not Sheamus, maybe Ryback because they brought Ryback back. They brought Ryback back strong. I try to say that five times fast. They brought Ryback back strong, and his momentum's dead in the water, so he might need it. But I don't know. I hope Mizdow gets it. I hope he gets the push. Extreme rules to him and Miz. So him and Miz have their blow off, and I'm hoping for great things, cause he deserves it. He's a hardworking guy. He's a good talent. He's good on the mic. He's pretty. He's good enough in the ring. Just make him a good mid Carter. But that's enough WrestleMania talk. I think I covered pretty much everything I had there is to cover. Let's get into Raw. I don't remember the opening segment. I think Seth Rollins maybe came out, but it was what it was. Uh, it was a three-hour show, only like about five matches. Let's talk about the Daily Show, the Daily Show segment, and John Stewart. Wow, I mean, I knew John Stewart was a wrestling fan. I knew he'd probably know his stuff, but this segment was not what I expected, and it it was great. He killed it. This got enough eyes on the uh, product, both products. I heard of John Stewart leaving. This is the right place, right time. But hopefully, John Stewart is done, and he won't do anything else. He always kicking the groin. He won. Uh, Seth Rollins going on the Daily Show, that was cool. Seth Rollins is great at what he does. Um, but yeah, there's not very much more to say than that was fantastic. And John Stewart looked like he was kind of going off the cuff because he made some really good points. Something WWE writers or bookers probably wouldn't think of him to say. Like example, when he said, "Is that really your briefcase?" Because Kane helped you. And now, WWE probably doesn't even remember that, because they don't care. They really care about going forward. They don't really care about going back on the Attitude Era. Because Rollins should not have had that title, that, that briefcase, excuse me. But he does, because he's a heel, and heels being heels. Um, that kick in the groin, it looked like he actually got him. That looked like it really hurt. It wasn't like the Cena-Rusev groin kick, because John Cena. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Celebrity appearances, that was one of the best. Uh, if Christian was here, the best of the rest would have been best celebrity appearances. And that's up there. Along with Barker, Seth Green, um, and a few others I have to, I have to look up because I don't really remember. Hugh Jackman did good a few times. 
But moving on, WrestleMania, there's the big feuds are Triple H Sting, Wyatt Undertaker, and Lesnar um, Reigns. Now, what do all three of these have in common? That's right. They have one guy carrying the feud. Because Lesnar's a part-timer. They're not going to blow their load on Sting. And Taker is nowhere to be found. But out of the... I don't know who's doing the best mic work. Because Triple H has been incredible. Scary face Triple H gets me every single time. It gets the crowd every single time. It just... It works. It's working. And it's only getting better. I, I questioned how they're going to carry this on for three weeks. And it's been working. I'm on board. Sting Triple H. I mean, the whole this segment this week with Booker T, um, Triple H being a great heel. Because I also, we also, fans have been questioning last week, who do we cheer for? Do we cheer for Sting or Triple H? Because Triple H brought up some very good points about WCW and how he's a WWE guy and how we should be rooting for Triple H. But what he did on Monday, great heel move. Uh, he brought Booker T in, obviously a big five-time, 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 five-time Booker WCW Championship King Booker, and especially with the WWE 24th, 24th, whatever it is, special on Booker T on the WWE Network was very good. It meshed in well. This right, the writing, the WWE has been doing a very good job with this, and Triple H. Um, well, actually, excuse me, Booker T made the point as you can't control Sting, Hogan couldn't do it, Flair couldn't do it, Bischoff couldn't do it, and Bischoff is the ultimate control freak other than Vince McMahon, and he made a good point, and uh, Triple H was just like, oh yeah, here's control for you, you're fired. Now, I was really hoping Booker wouldn't be fired, and because I, I, I bought it, I'm not going to lie, I bought it, I thought Booker was going to go back behind the scenes, it didn't, I didn't think it made sense that he was out there for a few weeks and I was going to get rid of him again. But, hey, it's WWE, and what doesn't make sense usually makes sense. But then Triple H turned around and said, Hey, Book, I'm just messing with you. I'm proving a point that I have the power in the WWE. Now, that moment when he said something along those lines, I'm paraphrasing, that made me hate Triple H because I love Booker T. And now I, st- I still want Triple H to win because... I think he kind of needs it, but honestly, I said it last week, it doesn't matter who wins, Sting or Triple H, it doesn't matter. It's the build-up, it's not the result, it's how you get there. And this match is going to be very good. I mean, yeah, Sting is a little bit old, he's getting up there, but the guy can still go, the guy still has, the guy still has talent, and at the end of the day... Triple H is the game. He's a cerebral assassin, and he can get the job done. So I'm very excited for this match. Overall, WrestleMania, yeah, I'm a little bit iffy. I'm a little bit worried about the undercard. The uh, IC title match is going to kick off the show. It's going to raise hell. It's going to be amazing. But after that, it's going to be a little bit of a lull until we get to the main event pictures. But speaking of the main event picture... Continuing on with one man carrying a feud. Now, normally, I would not like this, especially going into a WrestleMania match, but Bray Wyatt, this man is carrying this feud, clearly, because Taker is not around, which might be, in this case, for the best. I had the same worries. Where are they going to go from here? They got three, three, four weeks before Mania. What are they going to do? Monday Night on Raw... Wyatt came out with a casket nonetheless, very fitting for the dead man, very fitting for his character. Bray Wyatt, the new face of fear, my friends. Guy is pulling it off. He lit the casket on fire and just took this feud to a whole new level. This guy's mic skills are incredible. The best in the business today. Anybody, nobody in NXT, TNA, Lucha, I don't watch Lucha, ROH, Japan, nowhere. Nobody can cut a promo like Bray Wyatt. Nobody is going to get me hyped for this match more than Bray Wyatt. I don't even care if Undertaker came out and said he's going to beat his ass. I don't care if the American Badass came out. Nobody is going to pump me up more for this match than Bray Wyatt. He's doing a fantastic job. He's getting the job done. And for God's sakes, I hope he wins.
If Taika wins, it's not going to be the end of the world. It would make sense why it might take a little heat, go into a little bit of a lull for a while, but this guy's got the skills. This guy's got all the tools to be the best in the business. He has the tools for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, maybe in another year, year and a half, maybe two. But if WWE writes and books him right like they've been doing since November, the plan has been taker since november so touche to wwe for sticking to their plan long-term booking and say what you want but they are doing the right thing with bray wyatt they screwed up last year with cena they realized that they had him in a little bit of a lull they built him back up this guy's skills is making him at the top and face heel tweener which he might be a little bit between right now he's nailing it with pristine conditioning, and I don't know if I have to use the word pristine, right, but I use it anyway because I don't care because that's how excited I am. That's how excited I am for this match. Bray Wyatt has me on the loop. Him and Luke Harper, the two crazy guys, I love them. They're doing the best of their work right now, even though Luke Harper is where he is. Not really doing anything, but that's okay. He's going to win the IC title belt. Fuck Ambrose. Fuck Dean Ambrose. I don't want him to win anymore. I want Luke Harper to win. I want Luke Harper to win. Then I'm the feud with Bray Wyatt for the rest of his goddamn career because those two guys are my top guys in the company right now and that in Bo Dallas which we will see hopefully at the Andre Giant Battle Memorial Battle Royal like I keep saying that wrong but that's okay wow Christian next week I'm gonna need you back but for now I'm gonna move right on to I said Wyatt is the best talker in the business I kind of forgot about uh, Paul Heyman but all he does is talk but when he does, magic happens. So everything I just said in the past two minutes or so, I stand by it. But Paul Heyman, this guy needs to teach a school, teach, teach someone else in the company how to cut promos. Because every week, he's another guy carrying this feud on his back. Half of it, half the feud on his back. I'll say why is doing a better job because he's carrying the whole feud. But Roman Reigns is doing the action in the ring. His Lesnar's not there. Paul Heyman's doing all the work on the mic. And this week was no ex- was just another prime example of why he is the best at what he does. He is every time he says Brock Lesnar, it's just ridiculous. That, Im- that impression was embarrassing. This is not the Willie T impression game. This is the Willie T solo show right here on KOTR underscore podcast. That's the Twitter. You can go right there right now and follow us. We have about 12 people and I'm just getting off track again. But back to Paul Heyman. I'm trying to think of what he actually said on Monday night because it was a little while ago, but I just remember it being good. He was into it. Um, he got angry, very angry because the mic was not working. He made fun of New Jersey. He made fun of Newark. Heels being heels, Christian. I know Christian's not here, but I love saying heels being heels, Christian. And I just got a text message that I'm going to ignore right now because I'm in the middle of podcasting. Come on, people, don't be texting me. I'm in the middle of podcast. I'm in Baltimore, Maryland right now. Now I'm doing a podcast for the people. So the mics went out. Uh, Heyman got angry. He got a second mic. That one went out. The little jab at Leland Garcia getting very angry, very frustrated. He stood by his promo. Someone was like, Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant is dead, stupid. That was the coup de grace of the promo. Because you could see he was seething his eyes, his teeth, his face. He was pissed. Now, I hope he doesn't get heat for that, for saying Andre's dead. Because, I mean, it might have been a little bit of distaste. Might have been a heat of the moment that was definitely not planned. He was not supposed to say that. Hopefully, people don't take it the wrong way. Because, I mean, it's Paul Heyman. The guy's amazing, and he's just going to continue to be amazing. Yeah, that really that really covers Raw. Other than a few matches I can't remember, I will get to the main event right now. It was Rollins and Reigns. Um, they have beef. I think they're setting up the um, a feud after Mania with those two, which would be amazing. I don't think Rollins is going to cash in at Mania. If he does... It'll be amazing. It'll be great. But WWE is sticking to their plan. They're sticking with their guy in Roman Reigns to hold that belt up at the end of WrestleMania. It's been the plan for about a year. And if they stick by that, I will be okay with it. And it would make sense. It's okay. And just touche to them for sticking to their plan. But at the same time, if Rollins cashes in, that'll be great too. But let's get to the match. Um... 
chaos chaos ensued. Like, of course, the authority was out there. Randy Orton came out, tugged the foot of Roman Reigns, and helped Rollins get the victory. Now, Roman Reigns losing was a very strong surprise. I did not think they would lose, but at the end, it made sense because you don't want Rollins to lose either. Going into Mania, you want both of these guys to have a lot of momentum, and it was very entertaining. I usually skip over the main event of Raw, but I did watch this one because I was interested in, because I want to see if Roman Reigns is getting better in the ring, and he is. He still needs work on selling, like I mentioned, but the guy is improving. The guy is ready. The guy is going to be on top of the world, and honestly, I was a re- biggest Reigns doubter, but I think he deserves it, and Rollins is keep doing what he's doing. Eventually, he'll cash in. I think the sooner after WrestleMania he cashes in, the better, because he has until July to capture that money in the bank, and if you don't give Reigns, if you don't have Reigns drop the belt soon, it's his title reign in everything they built up for the past year is going to be pretty much useless. If you have not have the belt for two or three months and then drop it right away, it's not going to have the same impact as it has for two or three minutes and then drops it right away and then that baby face chasing. That or yeah, you got to have Rollins cash in at Mania or the Raw after Mania. If he doesn't do either of those, the push Rollins has had over the whole year and the push Reigns has had over the whole year is not going to be as impactful. If I was a writer and a booker, which is my dream job, the WWE writer, booker, color commentator, that is how I would write it. I would have Rollins cash in, and it's the best move. I think I covered everything on Raw. I think I covered everything there was to talk about. Get into NXT, and then I usually say 10 seconds to TNA, but TNA might go a little bit longer than 10 seconds, because one, Christian's not here. Christian's not here to count me down, so shh. What? Who said that? Christian, you here? Christian, don't be spying on me. God, Christian, I miss you. Fuck you, Christian. God damn it, this is hard. Okay, NXT. I've rabbit on enough. I've rabbit on for 48 minutes. I think you guys can deal with me for another 12. We're going to skip best of the rest. Last week with tag teams, and quite honestly, that's part of a little uh, blessing in disguise because uh, me and Christian did not have a good discussion on tag teams, to be honest. I am not really into tag team wrestling. I never really have been, but my top was... God, you know, I don't remember. I think it was the Rock and Sock Connection. I think his was uh, maybe the Young Bucks. Whatever. Okay, I've bubbled on enough. NXT, um, the show started off with Alex Riley in William Regal's office demanding a match with Kevin Owens. Now, <laughs> let's let's be real, Riley. Uh, you're not that good. He says he's in the prime of his career and he's only going up, which is true. I am interested to see Riley in the ring. When he had his little thing with The Miz, I thought it was okay. I thought he did his little bitch, bitch roll fine. Um, the guy needs to get off the commentary booth. He does that fine too. But to get him in the ring in NXT will be good for him. I mean, get the guy back up there. He's young. He His career, give the guy a chance. Hashtag give Riley a chance. All right? Obviously, he's going to get squashed by Kevin Owens, but he's in a match next week. With, I think it's CJ Parker. Obviously, he's going he's gonna to destroy him. Destroy him, excuse me. Um, then have a match with Kevin Owens, and it'll be like nothing ever happened. So I'm cool with that. I'm cool with Riley getting back in the ring. Owens is doing great. He um, disrupted the um, ring, ring announcer again. He got in Riley's face. He dumped water on his head. Uh, Richard Alpert had to hold, him, hold Riley back, and it was just a nice little confrontation. The crowd was a little dead, but I mean... They can't be perfect. They're chanting all night. Let's see what else we had. We had Baron Corbin in another squash match, about 30, 45 seconds. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Baron Corbin. They built him up with a bunch of squash matches. They put him in that feud. Um, He lost his match to, I believe, Adrian Neville in the tournament. His first loss, and it looks like it's going back to square one and building him up again. Um, It was nice to see him, to see what he can do and see if he can balance it out. He still needs a little bit of work. But he's doing good. He's improving. The guy will be fine. The guy has raw talent. He has the look. He has a really nice entrance. He has that nice stonewall face. Like, I'm going to kill you face. So I have high hopes for Baron Corbin. I'm a Baron Corbin guy. I like him. But let's move on to my other guy who's getting buried week after week after week. And I'm, of course, talking about Bull! 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 He... He had a match, the debut of Solomon Crow, 
Now this guy, his in-ring work looked okay. He's a little bit bigger than I thought he would be. Um, he's winning me over, but his finisher, me and, me and Capital C talked about it a few weeks ago when he had his uh, thing with CJ Parker. His finishing move is the worst thing I have ever seen in my entire life. He does, it's like, it's stupid when Dean Ambrose comes through the ropes. I mean, it looks cool, but it, it just doesn't make sense. He bounces off like, he uses like a little whiplash thing. The whole thing idea is he whiplashes in a headbutt off like off the ropes. And it just looks dumb. It doesn't look like it hurts. It doesn't look effective. It's literally one of the worst things I've ever seen. Uh, if he gets a new finisher, he'll be fine. It looks like he did he looks like he cut a promo last week. I like the hacker gimmick. I like what they're doing. I trust NXT to be good. Even with losing Bill DeMont, I trust that these guys know what they're doing. They'll get to the main roster. We have not seen Adrian Neville on TV, which is fine. He's getting ready for the main roster. But Charlotte, speaking of the main roster, Charlotte is easily the most anticipated wrestler um, coming up from NXT with ease. Because Neville, there's a lot of question marks what his character's going to be. They're going to be the Stuart Little gimmick. He's going to be a little Mighty Mouse because his, his funny ears and Vince does that. But... Charlotte coming up, she's going to re-evolve, revolutionize again the Divas division. Speaking of the Divas, on Raw, AJ came back. She got a nice pop. Um, It was good to see her. She looked great. Her and Paige are buddy buddies again. Paige is great. AJ is great. The Bellas are what they are. They're fine. Um... This whole thing with the last week, we talked about it, but of course it was gone. The Give Divas a chance. Stephanie McMahon... And AJ, I hope they address it on Raw, the whole Twitter thing and how AJ spoke out. It would be cool. Give the Divas something more to do because these women, especially Charlotte and Sasha Banks, when they eventually come up, I don't want to see them nerfed down to WWE style. I want to see them thrive. It's Raw's three hours. Give the Divas more than two to five minutes. Give every match more than two to five minutes. It's such a squash match. You should not go out there on a three-hour show and this gives little pathetic few-minute matches. You do so many replays of promos, replays of matches. It's so unnecessary. Give these guys the time to work and do what they get paid to do. And that is be a professional wrestler. As Daniel Bryan will say, I am not an sports entertainer. I am a wrestler. Let the wrestlers wrestle. Give Divas a chance. But back to NXT. The main event was Sasha Banks and Charlotte for the NXT Women's Title. And Triple H gave the William Regal booking, whoever, gave them 15 to 20 minutes. Now I say it's, I always skip over the Divas matches, but I watch this match. I watch the NXT women. I'm not going to call them Divas. The women at NXT. I watch them. I love them. They're amazing. Sasha Banks is at the top of her game. Charlotte is doing her job, putting her over, making her the next big women wrestler in NXT as she gets ready for the main roster. She will hopefully be feuding with Paige or AJ for the women's title. Get it off Nikki Bella. Not because she's not like she's not good at what she does. It's just for Charlotte, for someone her her skills in the ring, put her with someone who can really, really work. And that is AJ or Paige. The two of them are amazing. They can carry the Divas division into leagues it hasn't been in in years. Since back to the leader and Trish, when I didn't even watch, but I knew it was good. When I watch back on the WWE Network, when I get there, I'm going to watch the leader matches. I'm going to watch the Trish matches. I am going to watch women's wrestling before the downfall. Even years like Beth Phoenix, she was good. Uh, when you got into like Michelle McCool, she was good. But it after that, once you've known them as divas in the diva search in like 2009, 2010, I haven't given a rat's ass about women's wrestling. And Charlotte and Sasha Banks have single-handedly gotten me invested that's enough NXT. NXT is still a fantastic show. An hour is a good length for them. The commercial breaks, I'm not a fan, but it makes sense because it is preparing them for the main roster. It's preparing the announcers for the main roster. And I guess it's just ad time for the WWE Network. I mean, it makes sense. I don't like it, but I, I get it. I respect it. I respect NXT and everything it does. And to be completely honest, the NXT product is what the Raw product should be. It's what SmackDown should be. It's what the WWE should be. NXT is good, 
because Raw is so bad. Now, granted, Raw was really good this week. The storytelling was great, but five matches in a three-hour show? Come on. You're killing me, Smalls. This is the Willie T Power Hour. This is the Willie T Solo Show. I need more to talk about. I've been going on for about an hour now. My voice, my mouth, it's hard to breathe, but I'm pushing through it just for you people. I'm almost done. I just want to talk about TNA for a little more than 10 seconds. Um... I've been so busy because your boy is rushing a frat, but I managed to, I watched TNA, I missed most of it last week, but apparently I watched, I watched the beginning of the show this week, and in the gauntlet, Kurt Angle was my favorite to win, he got screwed over, sort of, the beatdown clan got involved, which is fine, TNA's been good at having their faction disrupt matches, but it's been going on a little too much, I'm sick of TNA fact, excuse me, TNA factions, once you leave heel faction specifically, once you leave one, you get another. Once before beatdown clan it was aces and eights for a long time. Before aces and eights, it was immortal. And before immortal, it was fortune. And before fortune, it was the main event mafia. And before that, I didn't even watch TNA. But I can go back. There's so many heel factions in TNA, and that's really a problem. And now that I lost Samoa Joe, I've lost faith, a lot of faith in the product. It's made me not really want to watch. So I skim, plus I've been so busy. So I skimmed through it this week. I watched the opening I watched the opening segment with Kurt Angle and um, Lashley because Lashley was on the ramp. He watched Angle just get ragdolled by the Beatdown Clan. Angle lost. MVP won, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Angle-Lashley will happen, but do a slow burn. Do it right. So, touche to TNA. I didn't see any of Al Snow fighting Grado or Greedo, whatever the hell his name is. That just uh, threw it in because it made literally no sense. But it is what it is on the Kings of the Rings podcast at kingsofthewings.org. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. You know it by now. I'm just trying to stall time while I get my thoughts. Um, back to TNA. So, the main events on Friday. What's that? What's today? Today's Friday, so I guess last week. Uh, last week's TNA was uh, MVP versus Lashley for the title. Um, and Angle told Lashley, I'm going to do what you did to me with this absolutely nothing. When the Beatdown Clan gets involved, I'm not going to do I'm not gonna do dick for you. I'm not going to be there for you. You're on your own. And Lashley, he is a very good TNA champion. He is the big guy. He is very intimidating. I like him as a champion. Um, it... If they were going to reset, and they gave Rude the belt, and then they gave it back to Lashley. Uh, I, they should have kept it with Rude, have them feud for a little longer. But with the reset, you want the most credible guy. And honestly, with Lashley's uh, Bellator, Bellator background, he has the look. He can't really talk, but that's okay, because he rivals... He is... TNA's Brock Lesnar, essentially, the big powerhouse, the beast. That is the thing. TNA, another thing with TNA, like, like to mimic and copy uh, WWE. When when Daniel Bryan had the belt, they gave it to Eric Young, their bearded misfit. So TNA just needs to be their own thing. They're doing that with a six-sided ring. The X Division needs to be relevant again because TNA has the X Division. They have a lot of good talent. The tag team division is probably the best around, even with the Hardys. And Hardys bump, I know we talked about that as an incredible bump. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in a long time because the guy is gets beats himself up. But really, it's just because he doesn't have a visa to go to England because of legal troubles. So they had to do something big. So touche to Jeff Hardy and touche to TNA for really convincing me and probably a lot of fans just for like, wow, Hardy's beat up. He's in the hospital. Matt Hardy came out and gave his promo. So that was fine. TNA is going in the right direction. Um, in the in the actual main event, chaos did ensue. The beatdown clan got in again. That's another thing. I mean, you can't have so many false finishes. But Drew Galloway, also known as Drew McIntyre, came out for TNA. Apparently, again, this is his second or third appearance. I missed him, but I was really happy to see him. The guy has so much raw talent. Another thing I said, mid, uh, I talked earlier, another best of the rest, uh, mid Carters never quite made it. Drew McIntyre is going to be on that list. Maybe number one. You can stay tuned in the next few weeks to find out. Of course, it's a fifth episode right now. Me and Christian got big plans for this. Um, we need your help. We need your help to promote us. So just tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone who will listen to the Kings of the Rings podcast. Because we do this for you. I do this for you. I'm riding solo. 
on my technical vacation. I could be resting. I could be out. I could be getting food. I could be smoking a cigarette. I could be doing whatever the hell I want. But no, I'm talking to you people right now on the Kings of the Rings. Now I pretty much do it. I think I'm just about ready to wrap up. I talked about TNA. There's going to be no best of the rest this week because it's on my own. I kind of mentioned what we're doing for the future. I mentioned what we did last week. Again, we apologize for the... Um, miscommunication and technical difficulties. This show has run smoothly and perfectly, and I could not be more proud of that. But, of course, I'm on my own. There's no Skype. I'm in a hotel, so maybe the internet, but I'm also on an ethernet cord, so I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if it's my computer RAM space. I don't know if it's a disk space. I'm talking to my tech friends. I'm going to figure it out, and I'm going to get this podcast to be the best it can be because I love doing this. It's a lot of fun talking to this microphone. It's getting me better, giving me practice for what I want to do for my career. But enough of that. Let's close the show. You've been listening to the Kings of the Rings podcast. I, of course, go in soul tonight. You've been listening to the Willie T. Solo Show. You can find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. That's at Will Tarashuk. T's and Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. This past hour has been hard, but I did it. I did it because I wanted to. I did it because I have to. I did it for you, the fans. The two subscribers on YouTube, thank you for that. We reached a little over 100 views, so I'm proud of that. It's a slow build. Sub- iTunes, get on that iTunes. Rate, subscribe, review, be honest with us. If you want to give us one star, give us one star, because we might, might deserve it with the technical difficulties. But if you want to give us two, three, four, five, whatever you give will be helpful. Go to this page, go to this website, kingsofthewings.org. I am working very hard on trying to organize this website. Once I have more free time, I will be writing more articles, more NXT reviews, raw reviews, this op-eds, news, anything I want. If you want to get involved, go to that Facebook page, join the community, give it a like, comment, tell us what you want us to talk about, give us best of rest ideas, new segments. Me and Christian have been in talks about maybe a profile segment about your favorite wrestlers and ours, some of the best and the worst. The quick breakdown of career, a rivalry segment, aka something like Versus, where we pick a, pick a rivalry, we pick a guy, who should have won, who did win, we'll break it down. All this on the Kings of the Rings. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, find us all over social media. Listen, enjoy, you know it, you love it, and we got it, because this is the Kings of the Rings. I'm Will Tarashuk, for Christian McLaughlin, who's probably drunk right now. Have a good one. We are the kings of the rings. You name a wrestling ring, and we sure as hell will become the wrestling king, and we will see you next week.